0: Where should we start today, Rob? What's going on? How's your Johnny Decimal going? Yeah, how, how's your Johnny Decimal? Um. <laughs> I have read. I have. I'll have you know that I have read. I have read the workbook cover to cover. Uh, yep. twice. I've read. I've read the entire website, and I think there are a lot of really good ideas in there. Yeah, I really. I think. I think that there are aspects of that I am going to incorporate into getting organized, and aspects that I won't. Um yeah. I think in part because if you if anybody uh, who's listening listens to App Stories I talked to Federico about this a little bit this past week on App Stories I feel like with all of these systems that some blend is really in order for a lot of people because because everybody everybody's work is very different and I'm starting to realize like one of the things that I came to real, realization about is that most of my work is very disposable in the sense that everything I do ends up published somewhere. And and yeah. once it's on the web, once it's in an RSS feed, once it's you know an audio record, whatever it is, all the stuff that went into that is garbage. And I mean, it's not completely true, not always true. I do have reference files. I do have all kinds of other stuff like businessy stuff for running Mac stories and stuff. But like the content creation side, I create enormous numbers of files, most of which are pretty useless at the end of the day because a lot of this stuff we write about has a pretty short life, a pretty short shelf life on top of the fact that it's published somewhere. And as a result, I feel like I need a little bit of a, I need to have a system that kind of helps me distinguish between working files and reference files, for instance. And I think that that can be built into a Johnny Decimal System on the finder side of things. But I also am pretty, pretty deep into Obsidian too. And I think that, not that Obsidian doesn't fit with the Johnny Decimal System. I think it does. And I think it can very well. But I kind of, I think in my looking at it, I'm like, I need a combination of a shallow folder structure that is replicated similarly across bunch of different domains like the finder you know the file system my notes my task management system so that you know the, so like the the nomenclature is the same from one app to the others make switching easy and then i just need to rely on things like search and linking and that sort of thing I, Linking's a big part of what i do too and, and i think there's a place for search as well but yeah so i've been playing around with all this stuff and it, I, I can't say that i've arrived at an end point yet i'm just kind of Uh, doing it very tentatively and a little bit as I go along and thinking about it more which I think is one of the things that's uh, suggested in the Johnny Decimal System which I think is good advice for any system that you're testing out for the first time so yeah I'm just kind of uh, I'm kind of rolling with it and taking parts of it and incorporating into what I was already doing in some in some of my work how about how about yourself
1: yeah, I mean, I think to what you say, I think you're right, and, and the book is very clear on this as well, or, or at least he emphasises it a lot. Like, don't just jump into this and start moving files around because you're not gonna. You need because, as you say, it's quite a narrow system deliberately. Like, it's it's, it's designed to be. No, you can't have fifty categories of things because that doesn't make any sense for any normal person. Right. You know. You know, you you know, you say you've got your writing and, and the business stuff, and, and you know maybe some you know family and home stuff. But me and you are not going to have twenty or thirty categories of different things. It doesn't it just doesn't make any sense. Right. Um. So what I, I did as like you, I read the book twice. I even printed out the worksheets because I thought, oh, I'm do a bit of writing. Um, <laughs> actually, filled in the uh, the sheets, Very which was nice. fun. Um and. And I think with all these systems, you know, whether it's this or, um, you know, off the top of my head, like bullet journaling, for example, or obsidian linking, like all of these sort of different systems for doing different things. Rob,
0: Rob, come on, I got to stop you. It's called Bujo. You got to get the terminology right.
1: right. Oh, I'm absolutely not calling it that. (laughs) No, this is... No, I, your, your, yeah your pk that, that was a bad example
0: your your pkm for your bujo come on oh
1: no <laughs> <laughs> um what was this yeah <laughs> right you've completely thrown me off Sorry. now um no no it's fine uh, what i was gonna say was like with all these systems i think systems or whatever they are you can go into them and they just work for some people um and sometimes, you you know, I've tried Obsidian a few times before it really clicked with me. With the Johnny Decimal system, like, once I had thought about, and, and really thought about for, like, a week, um, you know, I was just sort of scribbling down notes and thinking about how I'm going to organize this. This is working amazingly for me. All of my files are sorted. And to what you said, I have done this in Obsidian as well, if only to split up my categories of notes Mm -hmm. and one of almost one of the things that i mean it is very important you know it is the numbers on on the on the folders and the items and stuff but i'd never really considered how useful that is that folders don't move around when you add a new one Right, right um because in the past week since i did this to obsidian i'm like this is amazing because my you know, my general notes are always at the top where I've put them. Then I've got, you know, ideas and, and you know, all of my other categories there. I don't think I'd ever considered the benefit of, because otherwise you're sort of going back and forth. You go, oh, maybe I'll do alphabetical sort or I'll do it by created out or updated at doing it with these numbers it's like no that's the order that these things are never going to move around and if you add another category or another area it just goes at the bottom yep, yep. and it has helped me no end in terms of like keeping track of what notes i'm editing and and all of the ideas that i'm putting in
0: yeah no i think that that's a really that's an important point about all this and i think it does help in obsidian a lot too not just in the file system because Obsidian hasn't historically been very good at managing folders of notes. I mean, it's funny. It is just a folder of notes, but, the you know, it's more of a linking wiki style app first. And the Explorer sidebar wouldn't say it's an afterthought. And it has improved a lot but for for instance, for the longest time, you couldn't select multiple items and delete them all at once that was mm-hmm. That wasn't a feature that arrived until sometime in the last year or so I think on the Mac so it's like yeah the, fol- the folder structure on on obsidian is still to me feels a little rudimentary compared to something something like maybe a, a native mac app or even the finder or whatever it happens to be but you know the the linking kind of makes up for that but having a numbering system like you described really makes it really makes up for a lot of those shortcomings because it does help keep you keep the the folders organized and then make it easy to find things again
1: yeah definitely
0: i mean i think even
1: if you know in your case you know you're going to maybe use you know just some of the ideas from johnny decimal or whatever i think there's so much value in what's on the website and and as well as in, in the workbook um you know the ebook that there's so many good ideas there that even if it's like one thing that you take or a couple of different things like you can still take those and apply it to you know whatever the scenario is you don't have to go all in if it doesn't work for you um and and yeah, I've just been really impressed with it, to be honest, because I have been able to find all my files. And part of the problem, and this has come up in the eight years we've been doing this, but I like to hoard. I like to archive oh, a lot I of things. You know, I, I have 30, 40 gigabyte of archived podcasts. Mm-hmm. All these podcasts are still on the internet. Right. But I'm not risking them not being on the internet anymore. Right, right. Um, you know, I, I have that. I have, you know... The fan art that people have made from podcasts that I listen to that I've downloaded and stuff like that. Um so for me, because I'm collecting all these all these files, just these random files, like having the system like this actually helps me a hell of a lot to be able to put them in the right place. Yeah,
0: I know. I yeah, I, I can I completely agree with that. And I've got the same thing, plus I've got just like many years of moving from one system to another and a bunch of old stuff that just got thrown into a folder and then I never really looked at it again. So I think really what I'm going to do is probably start fresh with kind of my current stuff first and not worry about older files for the time being and maybe just shuffle those off to the side for now. And otherwise, it's just too much of a, too daunting a task for me. But, uh, but yeah, it's been, uh, it's been, you know, good food for thought for, for sure. I, go ahead. Sorry, I got, um, I mean, speaking of, um,
1: podcasts and fan art um and and me doing the johnny decimal system allowed me to find these files again but i recreated on the web one of your first
0: apps (laughs) yes you did (laughs) yes the the (laughs) volcano app from uh from bonanza right i guess it was before before Uh, it was Bonanza. yeah yeah, it was was it bonanza all right i couldn't couldn't remember if it was Uh, already bonanza yet or not uh,
1: no it was no no it was Bionic first. Yeah yeah, yeah it was it was yeah, it was yeah it was sorry yeah it was Bionic I get confused which way around yeah, it was I but, do too. Uh, so
0: this was a this was a podcast that Mike Hurley and Matt and Matt Alexander did for quite a few years and officially I don't think it's been ended. It still pops up. No no. It comes up every once once or twice a year, not even twice a year now, once every couple of years. But it's all it was a lot of fun and that's kind of how you and I got to know each other as well mm-hmm. as a bunch of other people. Uh, got to know each other and a lot of that fan art that you talk about came out of that and i got help for on that app with some of the design stuff from from uh our friend forgotten towel so you know that was that this was a soundboard app of sound suspense sounds which is suspense sounds from uh, I th- are they from like final cut or like they're either from final cut or garage band i think that they're they're from one of those and then some other some other clips which ultimately i had a random generator and i have somewhere and this goes to you know digital hoarding i have Something like 130 little two to three second clips of, of Matt and Mike <laughs> on my hard drive, and every now and then I'll just like text one to Mike Hurley, just to just to let him just <laughs> let him remember that, that I have him saying these these bizarre things in audio that I can share if if I if I need to blackmail him at some point in the future.
1: Yeah, this is one of those fun one of those fun things where i have been meaning to do it for a while. I think I even texted you months ago about it. Um, and it's one of those frustrating things where you, you made a soundboard app, which ultimately would have been relatively simple. You know, it played, oh, yeah. as you say, basically played random sound clips, one to nine or whatever it had. Yep. Um, and at some point it, would, it just stopped working. You know, I, I don't know what version it was or whatever, but like these things just don't exist forever without... Developer input, right? Annoyingly, you know, even though in reality there's no reason that that app couldn't run. I'm sure that you could just recompile it and it would work. Mm-hmm. And I wanted it back, which is why I went and built <laughs> it. And and I, I very meticulously found I could only find like two screenshots of it on the entire internet. Um, so I managed to match all the colors wow. and the icons. I had to recreate like the little triangle that you had and the circle and all of this uh-huh. kind of stuff. Um, plus the two color themes because I think originally it was just the black and red theme. Right. And then it went to the colors one. Right. Um, so I made both of those as well. Nice,
0: nice. Yeah, it was. Um, that was me learning how to be an app developer. I am actually a little surprised that it doesn't work anymore. It's probably has something to do with screen sizes because that was probably an iOS nine era thing. Maybe. Yeah, it was a long time. ago. I
1: think that the only screenshot that I found on the internet was it superimposed on a, an iPhone 5C, so that gives you some idea of how long ago that was. Yeah, it
0: was a really long time ago, and and it's uh, I think it's I've removed it from sale. It's amazing to me. One of the <clears> things <throat> about selling apps on the App Store is even when you remove them from sale, unless you actually remove them from the App Store, they stick around and get used forever. I mean, I literally have apps that haven't been for sale for five years, and I still get reports about how many people launch them every week. And mm-hmm. there are people doing it. And if you build an app with default UI features, um, they will still continue to work. I mean, I'm sure that you know my app is full of things like an old fashioned uh, stock keyboard and things like that. It'll probably be think probably be things like the the chunky keyboard that eventually kills it, where Apple finally says, "No, you can't use this keyboard from ten years ago anymore." <laughs> but but because but, uh, it looks really funny on like a big phone, but. Um, yeah, people are still using some of that stuff, which is kind of kind of wild.
1: Um, I, I've had a a busy couple of weeks. I was, I won't say I started it because a lot of people have been crediting me with this. But I was involved in a blogging trend, which I'm not sure, has that even been a thing?
0: Well, you know what? I think we're at a moment where it hasn't been a thing for a very long time and that it's going to be a thing more and more. And so I think you're kind of riding a a, a growing wave because, and I think it's all down to things like activity pub and owning your own content micro. blog style and there's just been oh, yeah. a resurgence of all that stuff because so many people have been burned by twitter and and other companies along the way that people are starting to recognize the the benefit of kind of having their own sites and and having their own stuff to share
1: yeah it, it's kind of it's been crazy really i mean it was uh, hemispheric views episode 97, uh-huh. where they did this sort of quiz competition thing to, it was called a uh, uh, jewel of the defaults, you know, who uses the most default apps uh-huh. in various categories, calendars and, um, you know, mail client, things like that. Um, and, and like after the episode came out, we were just chatting about it and, uh, Gabs, who's a listener, um, to their show. And I, th- I think this one as well. Um, he, he put up his list as a blog post. And I thought oh, that's a good idea. I am going to do mine, mm-hmm. um, and then we got maybe four or five, maybe six. And I thought, shouldn't it be good. We'll, we'll collect them on a website, you know. So I just set up a little website just to you know, oh, look, here is the five or six blog posts we've got. Mm-hmm.
0: And as of today, we have one hundred and forty three blog oh, posts. Oh wow! I, I I was on the site <laughs> not that long ago, but I didn't realize it was that many. I mean, it must it's really been a lot of people have been adding them recently. I think, right?
1: Yeah. So so I did. A little bit of analysis today, just because I was curious. And one of the days we had like thirty-five blog oh, posts okay. added. Wow, wow,
0: that's crazy.
1: Yeah, because um, it, it, uh, it, it sort of it simmered down because it was sort of clearly, you know, just hemispheric views. Listeners, right? You've listened to the podcast. You do this thing, um, and then Matt Birchler put a post up, and then that spread to a bunch of the people that follow him, and then there was there was a bunch of other people that did it, and. Um, yeah, so we're up to like 143, and today's actually been the slowest day. I think I've only had to do add two or three. Um, but yeah, this, it's been a been a weird couple of weeks, and, and like you say, it's. It, I th- I think you're right. I think all of this is down to like, people are blogging more. Right, people are right. writing on their websites more because because we like as you say we've all been burned by Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and all of this stuff where. Everybody's just losing whatever they've written, or you know, Reddit is another good example. Mm. Um, and it's it's just it's it's nice, it's fun, like this is this is what <laughs> it feels like what blogging was, you know, sort of 15 years ago. Everyone was blogging and people were using RSS and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, this has been fun. I'll put a link in the show notes. And um, there's a lot of good, lot of good posts there, but there's also um, I set it up so you can subscribe, um, if you want to all of the people's RSS feeds all at once. Um, so there's a little export there and you can just plonk that straight into your rss reader oh, that's so I've, nice. I've added probably a hundred or so um feeds to my rss reader which is great because you know people are just posting fun little things mm-hmm. and um you know it's kind of kind of replacing what i was doing with reddit before i stopped using that where it's just you know little just little posts or you know links to interesting things um but yeah, it's been
0: fun. Yeah, that's cool. I saw that you shared a blog from somebody who's doing TV, movie, and book reviews uh, today on Mastodon. Mm-hmm. That was a really nice site. I really like that was uh, that was a good WordPress theme. I really liked the uh, the style of that site.
1: Yeah, I will. I would like to at least name check
0: the person. I, was it, Alex- Alex- yeah, it was it. Yeah, Alexandra. Alexandra. I don't know what the last name was, but.
1: Yeah, and that's uh, inreview.ca. Right, um, but we will. Yeah, it's a beautiful website. Yeah, I was poking um, around. It on really, that. is nice. Yeah, I was
0: just poking around on the site. It looks like it's a very new site, but it's a uh, very nice site. And I, there's some interesting books on there, in particular that I that I took took
1: mm-hmm. note of. Yeah, so um, we'll we'll put that in the show notes as well, and you know sub- subscribe wherever you get your rss feeds yeah you yeah go that. check out go check out <laughs>
0: Ro- rob's list because it is a really interesting list and it's a lot of people doing interesting things on the web again which i think you know the timing is right for that kind of thing and it's nice that you're collecting it all in one place because i think a lot of people there's there's like obviously a desire for this kind of content out there in a way that maybe there wasn't 5 years ago when people were more mm-hmm. consumed by social media than they are today at least in our corner of the internet and yeah it's uh, i've i've seen a lot of people t- take note of it already and it's uh, it's a neat trend and a fun fun idea
1: yeah and i think that just to a last sort of point on this i think what would have happened 5 years ago is this would have been condensed down to 140 characters or right you know 280 i guess depending on what the timing was and we all just sort of would have posted them on twitter and and that would have been the end of it and then you'd never be able to find them again
0: right well so Um, you know what i would do i would make a suggestion to people who are involved in this is that there is a social media angle you can have with this and i do think it's works well with something like activity pub and and mastodon mm -hmm. is I think it always helped, like and this is stuff of the kind of stuff that like we think about constantly at Mac Stories because we don't we we don't like to give you know like give ownership of our content to somebody else which is always a problem with Twitter and so you still do the blog post and you get it on and then it, Rob puts it on his site and then you also do the post but to post is just a taz- kind of it's like the introduction to what you've got so people can help it's the directory to help people find it it doesn't have to be re- everything reduced into the the length of a mastodon post it can be i just did my you know my defaults post and here's a screenshot of my home screen or something like that and then a link to your to your to your website i think i think social media is still valuable in that kind of way and it i mean you can look think of it as marketing or promotion or whatever which you know i know some people don't like that but um but still you know if you if you're writing it you want people to read it presumably of course Uh, and so and so you have to get the word out somehow and putting together a short little post on mastodon or wherever you you choose to you know visit social networks is a good way to do that i think and uh i i would encourage people to use it that way instead of as a replacement for the blogs as a way of telling people about your blog.
1: Exactly, exactly, there we go. We've got good, uh, good social media advice. Yes,
0: that is my, that my social media advice. I think about <laughs> literally every time I post on Mastodon, I think to myself, is this an idea that should be an article or is this an idea that should be on social media? I really do because if it should be an article, I'm not putting it on Mastodon because you know why should I? I mean, I, it should be somewhere where it's a little more permanent and can be, more easily, can be more easily found. And maybe I, you know, I summarize it in a post later when I have the article to point to, but I, I'm not super interested. And there's a lot of conversation you can have on social media that's separate and apart from this kind of thing that, that isn't ever a blog post. You know, People just chatting, obviously. But, but I think that a lot of you have like an interesting idea. I think the best place for that kind of stuff really isn't social media.
1: It's really not, and and, you know, I I can speak to this. Like my my top two most popular posts on my website Uh are convert your Facebook login to email on Spotify, and that post (laughs) is 150 words long, maybe at most. Right. Um, And the second one is how to do a blank table header in Markdown, and that post is even shorter. Um, And both of those are consistently my most popular posts. Um, And those could have, I'm sure I could have condensed those down to 140 characters. Yep. Um, And I didn't, I thought, no, I'm going to put a blog post up and, you know, I'm glad I did because all those people that presumably are trying to convert their Facebook login on Spotify have found my article. They can just see it. It's very clear. They haven't got to, like dig through Spotify's help forums where they, they flat out lie and tell you, you can't do it. Um. So yeah, even if it is short, even if it's 100 hundred hundred words, it doesn't have to be some, you know, 10,000-word masterpiece, you know, review of iOS like Fatichi does every year. Like just 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 write stuff. Just write stuff and then put it out there and let people see it. Yep,
0: yep, absolutely. All right. Well, that's good. Maybe we will start a blogging revolution like version 3, 3.0. There we go. All right. Not web 3.0, totally different thing. No, no, no. We should talk about <laughs> games a little bit. Oh yeah. So I have yes, we should. I have a PlayStation Portal coming and it's been kind of roundly panned in the reviews <laughs> which <laughs> makes me a little nervous. <laughs> and I I read these reviews and I'm not as nervous after reading them because a lot of people the 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 I guess the sentiment is what's the point? Because it's a screen attached to a controller, it has Wi-Fi and it has a headphone jack and that's about it. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't have any storage. So, you know, you don't download games to it. You don't stream games to it. You know, none of that kind of stuff. All you do is it's a remote play device for Sony, which you can obviously already do with an iPhone or an Android phone or an iPad or a Mac or a PC there. You know, you can basically do Sony remote play on basically almost any screen you've got. And. But this is a dedicated 8-inch screen, which sounds like it's a pretty good quality screen. Not the best. I mean, it's definitely not like OLED or whatever. But uh, I think that there is still potentially a market for this. It's just that it's not... This is not... I think people get hung up on, is this a portable gaming system? It's definitely not that. This is like an accessory for for the PlayStation 5. It's for people who maybe have one TV in their house and maybe they share their living space with someone who doesn't want video games being played 24-7 on the screen. And so they can connect to their PlayStation 5 using the portal and play a game remotely that way, which is, that's kind of how I view it. It's like if I'm, I want to play a little Spider-Man and Jennifer's watching a show, I can put on some headphones and and fire up the PS5, which, you know, there was an update to the PS5 where now you can actually mute it from, beeping you know how it beeps when can i yeah you can it's from oh. it's from only like two or three weeks ago which i was like thank goodness finally because because i would be doing things like i'd be upstairs in bed or something and i'd fire up a, a remote session on the ps5 and i get a text from jennifer something just beeped I was like yeah don't worry don't worry about it but it's it's it, it it beeps really loudly when it when it turns on so uh, I'm kind of glad that it, you can turn off the beep. It's in it's deep in the settings somewhere, Rob, but you'll find it. Um, oh, I'm definitely going to look for that <laughs> as soon as we finish it. Yeah, so it's in there. I think you might be able to do it from the PlayStation app on iOS too. But in any oh, okay. but in any event, uh, the PlayStation portal is, by all accounts, a DualSense controller, has all the normal features you'd expect from the DualSense, except for the fact that the touchpad in the center doesn't really exist because it's been split in half. So the screen is is touch sensitive, which I guess is a little awkward awkward at times just because it's an eight inch screen. And that's about it. I mean, you know, you're gonna have to have good Wi Fi for this to work. Pretty fast Wi Fi. It's not gonna have split session split second zero lag reaction times. But you know it's it's got potential so i don't know we'll see i mean maybe it was a bad purchase um we will see if i find a way to ra- rationalize it but i don't think mine is shipped yet I, I know a couple of people who have had their ship but mine has not i don't think uh supposed to be out by tomorrow supposed to be some people are getting by tomorrow
1: sure um i mean speaking of buyers not buyers remorse but no that was a terrible segue <laughs> um, this <is laughs> Um, Your old Steam Deck just in the bin now. Yeah, There's an OLED
0: model coming. There there is. And I'm kind of torn. I really like... I mean, OLED is pretty good. And Mm -hmm. it's got more battery life. And it's got Wi-Fi 6E, I think, or 6. But I don't know. I mean, it's basically... It's got a slightly faster processor, I think, too. It's like on a smaller uh, nanometer process for the chip or whatever, but it's it's not significantly different. I mean they 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 upgraded the screen, they made the Wi Fi faster, and uh that's about it. And the battery's better. The battery thing is a big deal if you play if you play modern triple A games on the Steam Deck, it it mm-hmm. is pretty bad battery life. So anything more you can get there is pretty good. But yeah, it's I'm glad that they did it. I mean I think there was a report not that long ago towards the end of the summer that someone at at Valve had said that they weren't doing a Steam Deck 2 anytime soon which mm-hmm. I think makes sense. I think the demand is still there for the existing one and the hardware is still good enough to support everything except I guess I guess Starfield plays really poorly on it from mm-hmm. what I understand. But in any event, there's still an enormous catalog that runs really well on the Steam Deck and I But I do think it's nice to refresh it. It's very much in the vein of what uh, Nintendo did with the OLED Switch. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And
1: the new Steam Deck model is good for me. Because it means the old ones secondhand will get cheaper, and eventually I can buy one off somebody. <laughs> yeah, that's a good. That's a, a
0: very good point. Um, they'll you know they' there's it's really funny. I was I, every time I think of the Steam Deck right now, I think of something that Federico is doing, which is he got this idea from a reader who emailed him and said that you can Velcro a Thunderbolt four hub to the bat to the back of the Steam Deck. Use these very special. USB four right angle adapters and then you can, and this other cable, and then you, and then you can both use the steam deck, charge it and use your X reel AR glasses all at the same time. Oh my word. So he's doing that right now. He's of course. He and, is. and there's, and it's a very specific <laughs> hub that you can't get in Italy. So I I actually sent it to him. I mailed it to him. So, yeah. Did I was this on? This is on connected. On yeah, stories? They, I feel it was like on connected. They talked about it a little bit. That was it. Yeah, yeah. It's a good hub. It's it's by pluggable, and <laughs> what, what's good about it is it's very small. Like the the hub itself is very thin. So if you don't have a lot of space, it's very nice. That's why it works well on the back of a Steam Deck. Of course, it comes with your usual Thunderbolt hub, giant. Um, brick, you know, for for powering it, but you know that's to be that's to be expected, I guess. But anyway, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to the portal. Mine still hasn't shipped. I'm a little annoyed. They're shipping it. Mm-hmm. They're shipping to other people. I know they should know that I I ordered this before them.
1: Have you not explained to them who you are? I ordered I, I ordered it by the side
0: <laughs> of the road. I got I, I don't know how I got the alert. I found out. Oh, I think my uh, one of my kids told me, who was on, the, yeah, uh, saw it on Twitter or something, and and uh, it, before it was X even, I think, and I I pulled over to the side of the road and ordered it because I figured they'd they'd sell out, so
1: yeah. You need to explain to them that you're John Voorhees of Mac stories and they need to, need to get it to you straight away. I I've been doing
0: too much of this impulse buying experiments lately. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta cool it. It's gonna, it's gonna break me financially if I'm not careful. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Cool. Should we, uh, wrap up. I see there's a a note about AI, but maybe we'll, I'll gather my thoughts about that and we can do that next time. Yeah,
0: we can do that as a, as a tease for the next time. I have been using a couple of different AI apps and I, I have, uh, I found a couple of apps where they're really useful. It's really, it's a really useful technology, but I also have very mixed feelings about, uh, some of the other parts of the AI world, but, uh, I've found something that, that, that's, helpful and not stealing from anybody which is good well there you go we'll uh they got a little tease for everybody <laughs> and we'll uh, we'll be
1: back in a couple of weeks all right talk to you later rob